This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, February 2nd, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. One of the key drivers of the president's plan to dramatically cut legal immigration is the fear of terrorism. So what risks do immigrants pose? And which visas do foreign-born terrorists use? Alex Narasta is an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. He breaks down the costs and benefits. One of the arguments that the president makes both explicitly and implicitly is that uh, immigrants pose special risks to Americans. Uh, Does anyone in his administration actually spell out what that looks like? Well, not in any kind of detailed way. However, the president and other members have said that immigrants who enter on uh, chain through the chain migration system or family sponsorship through green cards and those who come in on diversity visas are especially deadly and that these categories represent a national security threat. And that's one of the arguments that they are using to try to restrict the immigrant flows in those categories. Okay. So what do we know about those categories and the risks that those categories pose when it comes to terrorism? So looking at data from 1975 through the end of 2017, uh, we have identified an estimated 53 foreign-born terrorists who entered the United States on a green card. Now, we don't have data for all those people in terms of the exact type of green card they entered on, uh, but it looks like all of them are either family through family reunification or family sponsorship or the diversity visa since 1990, which are the two categories the president has targeted. We found that those 53 foreign-born terrorists have murdered in terrorist attacks a total of 16 people on U.S. soil during that time period. Uh, That's out of a total of about 3,037 people murdered by foreign-born terrorists during that time period. So it represents less than uh, about one-half of 1% of the total. Um, To put it in perspective, your annual chance during that uh, 43-year period of being murdered by any foreign-born person on U.S. soil on a terrorist attack is about 1 in 3.6 million per year. Your annual chance of being murdered by somebody who entered on a green card uh, is about 1 in 723 million per year. And you you cite a number that's around 3,000, so I assume the vast majority of those are 9-11. That's right. About 98.5% of all of the deaths committed by foreign-born terrorists on U.S. soil occurred on 9-11. 9-11 is the deadliest terrorist attack, not in just U.S. history, but in world history. Um, depending on how you measure it, it's either uh, four to nine times deadlier than the next deadliest recorded terrorist attack. So the rest of these, all of these uh, foreign-born terrorists who executed uh, acts of aggression on U.S. soil and killed people uh, is not even really pocket change compared to that. It's a very small percent. I mean, those represent about one and a half percent of all the people Uh, of all the terrorist attacks who have killed people, of of all the deaths from them. So it's really um, uh, small. I mean, 9-11 is really the definition, I think, of an outlier when you think about it. Most terrorist attacks in the U.S. uh, don't kill anybody. They're um, ineffectively carried out or planned 
or the intention was not to kill anybody but to destroy property, as is uh, frequently the case. So 9-11 really does look like an extreme outlier. The issue is, though, when we think about terrorism, I mean, when I think about it, when it comes up, when I first hear the word, 9-11 is what pops into my mind because that is the most dramatic. I remember being in high school and watching the attacks unfold on television. That was really my first experience or, or, or public awareness of a major terrorist attack uh, unfolding. I think it was for the vast majority of Americans uh, taking a look at that. So when my mind jumps to that, it's, you know, I think about these, uh, this insane, deadly outlier but in reality, that is the aberration. Most terrorist attacks just aren't that deadly. All right. So the president lumps in uh, what he calls chain migration, which is essentially uh, family migration, uh, together with this diversity visa. Why? Just just to get the numbers up? Just uh, It might be just to get the numbers up, um, but those are the two categories of green cars that he is really targeting. Uh, in his administration that he wants Congress to restrict and diminish the numbers of. Part of the deal for DACA to try to legalize some of these dreamers, prevent their deportation, is that the president also demands a cut in legal immigration, and he has specifically targeted those two categories. So I believe part of it is also a just a, uh, to try to convince people that these categories need to be cut for reasons other than the usual ones. So uh, the, the the dreamers in particular, what risk would they pose to uh, with regard to terrorism? Certainly, they're they're sort of a special cohort of people. It's not like we're we're providing them entry every year. They came here illegally. That's correct. Uh, we take a look at the um, number of people who are uh, illegal immigrants who have committed terrorist attacks over their the history of the United States. But that's not a good proxy measurement because these dreamers, we've never found a dreamer who actually was involved in a terrorist attack um, or convicted of one on U.S. soil. So looking backwards um, to about uh, 1980s when the dreamer population started to come into the United States brought by their parents, uh, we just don't see any terrorist attacks committed by these folks. Um, that could, of course, change going forward. But uh, based on the past, there's no evidence of that. How does the risk of terrorism from people from foreign countries who have entered on some kind of uh, particular visa compare to the risk of terrorism from Americans? So this is where there is a kernel of uh, truth in the president's claims or some of the people on his side. If you take a look at all terrorism on U.S. soil, about – um, somewhere in the mid-80s, about 86 to 88% of people killed have been killed by foreign-born terrorists, and that's because of 9-11. is such a dominant um, uh, uh, event when you take a look at the data. But when you um, – so foreign, uh, domestic terrorists have killed about somewhere around um, uh, 12 to 14% or so of uh, people in the United States on terrorist attacks. However, when you take out 9-11, uh, it looks like um, American natives, U.S.-born folks, are responsible for about 90% of all deaths, which is roughly their percentage of the population on average during that time period. Now, I don't advocate taking 9-11 out of the data. I think it's important to have 
all of those points. Uh, but in terms of the deadliness of terrorist attacks um, because of 9-11, uh, the uh, other side does have a point about that. What do we know about refugees who come to the United States? So refugees have been blamed by this administration and others for terrorism in the United States. Uh, we took a look at this from 1975 to 2017. About 23 people who came in as refugees uh, planned or actually committed attacks here on U.S. soil. Uh, but in those attacks, they murdered a total of just uh, three people, thankfully. All those deaths occurred in the 1970s when... Uh, mainly uh, Cuban-Croatian terrorists um, committed deaths uh, or assassinations or a death in a terrorist attack on U.S. soil back then. That means that your annual chance during that time period is about 1 in 3.9 billion per year of being murdered in a terrorist attack committed by a refugee. So despite the fact that this gets a lot of attention in terms of national security, the uh, risk of terrorism committed by refugees during this time period, this 43-year period, is uh, amongst the lowest per immigrant category. One of uh, Americans, and we've discussed this many times before, what of Americans who say, look, what's the point here? We, it, it, what the, the relative level of risk isn't that important. What matters is that there is a risk at all, that it exists. We know it exists. Uh, you've quantified it to, to some extent. Why even take that even very small risk that uh, somebody from a foreign country will come here on a visa and, and execute an act of terrorism? Because the cost of stopping those people from coming to the U.S., even if we just include the cost to native-born Americans, is extraordinarily greater, no matter how you measure it, compared to any kind of benefit uh, that we get from reduced violence or terrorism on U.S. soil. So just to put it in um, some perspective, um, the number of people that would have to be prevented from dying in terrorist attacks on U.S. soil per year would have to be about 15,000 annually in order to just equal the cost of excluding these folks from the United States. And that doesn't even include a lot of the emotional anguish of people not being re too able to reunite with their families, none of the cultural cost or anything like that, but purely just the economic cost. And the average number of people, by the way, killed during that time period per year in terrorism committed by foreigners is 74. So it would have to be, uh, terrorism would have to be um, so much deadlier and so much greater to justify closing the border that uh, it would be an entirely different world if that was true. Alex Narasta is an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.